Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Authentic Filters, where topics are real, relevant, and the call to action is needed. Moral beliefs are being tested every day, so if we want to see change, let's stand united and demand that change happens. My name is Lisa. And my name is Anthony. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Hey, what is up guys? Welcome to another fresh episode of Authentic Filters. We have finally reached the end of our season one. We are on episode 12. When did did we start? We started in April or was it in May that we started? It could have been probably towards the middle of April because we've been banging out these episodes every week. Every week has been a new episode, fresh content. You know, and that's what we had told the audience is that what we that's what we're going to be doing. And that's actually what we did. We actually did meet all those deliverables. Now we're closing out season one. As Anthony and I had mentioned before, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after Labor Day, season two, fresh ideas, new content. And we're going to actually come out with season two with a bang. Yeah, it should be really good. It should be really, really good. So we want to start off by thanking you guys for listening to our first season. It's been a journey. It's definitely been a journey to do this every week. Today on episode 12, we're going to be talking about squatters and these folks that are gaming the system. They are truly gaming the system. It's crazy on how they're getting away with this stuff. But um, that said, let's get into it. You know, I've been doing so much research on these squatters. And before we get heavy into the discussion, you know, I like to leave a knowledge nugget for those that are like squatters. What the heck is a squatter? So let me let me just leave you with the term of what a squatter is actually defined as. A squatter is a person who occupies a property with no legal claim to it, but many gain claim to it through the adverse possession process. It's kind of like an involuntary transfer of the property. So for example, let me just kind of break that down in layman's terms for, for some folks. If you don't own that building, that house, that land, but you decide to take it up on yourself to enter into that property and just start setting up shop. A lot of times these houses, they could be abandoned houses. Mm-hmm. They could be maybe it could be an extra house that a homeowner has. It could be a vacation home. It could be a rental property um, that someone owns. And it, it, it could be just basically a house to where someone is not continuously living in. Well, if squatters are kind of casing out the houses that, well, we're not seeing anyone, you know, leave in and out of the house. You know, does anyone live there? Is it boarded up? Whatever the case may be, the squatters will, will, will scope it out and then eventually take possession of the house. Yeah, there's definitely some telltale signs. And one thing to know is squatting is a form of trespassing, but they're actually two different things. So trespassing is lingering in a space for a short period of time. Squatting is taking it a step further. Not only are you trespassing, but you have the intention of taking ownership of that space. Yeah, but when I say the, the law is so complex when it comes to this, because one, it does say squatting is illegal and squatters can be evicted. Now, that's a true statement. Yet, squatters have rights. 
Well, there's a reason why they've got those rights, and actually I've got a fun fact for you. So squatting actually goes back to the medieval England times, and it was common law that the king's court would routinely rule in favor of individuals who occupied property without permission, providing that the owner did not take action against them within a certain statute of limitations. So this is nothing new. No, it's nothing new. It's been around for a long time, but I think now it's just on, the squatters are on on is on the rise and it is not in every state you know we live in the state of kansas our neighboring state is missouri so it's not that bad here in the state of uh, missouri and kansas but in other states like california it is just unbearable even las vegas and i believe florida well, it's bigger there. I don't I don't know if I would say it's unbearable, but it's bigger there because their squatter rights go into effect a lot sooner than in most other states. So for Kansas, how many how many years is, is it does it have to be? Is it ten years or is no, it? No, it's fifteen years? years. So with the adverse possession, in order for a squatter to just, you know, take over ownership of a house, because remember a squatter is a person that's not paying rent, they're not paying mortgage, they're not paying property taxes. They just basically living in that house. Well, uh, some of them do pay property taxes to make some. it seem more legit. True, some do, but a good majority of them are just not paying mm-hmm. anything. They're just they're just in the house, just occupying it. A lot of times, you're actually destroying the house. If the house was in an inhabitable condition in the first place, well, now it's just. In they, a habitable condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's uninhabitable. So for the state of Kansas, it's 15 years. Uh, a squatter has to actually live in the house continuously for 15 years in order for them to actually seek the title and actually gain ownership of the house. In Missouri, is actually 10 years. And in that time frame, the actual owner cannot try to evict that person. That is correct. Or take the necessary actions to take them to court. Yeah, yeah, because the, the squatter has to live there once again continuously for those number of years. But let me give you some more stats. So you have Tennessee, which I thought was interesting because it was 20 years. Tennessee ain't playing. If you're going to try to come squat in one of these houses, you're going to have to live in that house for 20 years continuously. With Arkansas, it was seven years. With Florida, it was seven. Nevada and California, it was five years. And I thought that was like, that's the reason why in California, they're they're really taking over. Because some more stats for you. You know, California has the highest number of homeless uh, people living in California. And the stats said that for every home that is unoccupied, the ratio is four to one. So for every four homeless people, there's a house for them to occupy. Uh, that's that's an eye opener for me. For a squatter, you mean? Well, just for just uh, no. The the ratio is four to one for every f- four homeless people they can go and occupy an abandoned home in mm. California. Now, once again, we we're not saying that every squatter is homeless, but a good number of squatters actually are homeless because they have nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, with these squatters, once the homeowners are able to get them out, and we're gonna get into that as well, they gotta go through this lengthy process. But once they're able to get them out. The squatter just repeats the bad cycle and they just go and find another home. Usually, from what I've, I've seen, is they are 
arrested and sent to prison or they're charged with some form of, of trespassing. But yeah, th- that does happen. If they but have think, nothing else that they can do, they move on to the next. True, but I think it's kind of rare because a lot of times the squatters, by the time the homeowner comes back to take possession, yeah, you have sometimes to what a squatter just left. The neighbors will say, oh, they they, they moved out. They're mm-hmm. gone. Or you, you have to go through the process have the sheriff come and then the sheriff will put the the squatters out but i have yet to see where that squatter is actually getting arrested for trespassing and going to jail and actually doing time we have to do better as lawmakers we have to do better as society as a society because one we need to start looking out for each other it's as simple as that you know it kind of goes back to if a good number of these squatters are homeless, you know, we did the homeless episode, we're going to have to come up with some type of solution and provide some type of better housing, affordable housing for these folks. We even talked about the minimum wage. If people were, were, were compensated fairly and they had money to be able to pay for the cost of living and be able to pay rent and be able to pay their mortgage, then they would have a roof over their house and they wouldn't be homeless. So it's a trickle effect. Yeah, roof over their heads. I mean, if they if they did all those things, if there was more affordable housing, then that would help as well. But like you said, you know, you kind of got to go back to why are people squatting in the first place? And those are some of the big things is what they're making if they have a job, what they're making minimum wage wise, affordable housing, even having solutions for the homeless in general. And then, you know, that would help curb, I think, a lot of the, the squatting that's taking place in the country. So I got a couple uh, stories to, to share. Um, and they're both through Inside Edition. So there was one story. It was a couple. Mm-hmm. Actually, the couple's name is Tracy and Miles Albert. They actually purchased a home in uh, Riverside, California. Now, when they purchased this house, they actually did not move in right away. They actually didn't move in until they, well, they tried to move in 14 months later. Hmm. But when they actually went to the house to try to move in the locks were changed and they couldn't figure it out and when they realized oh there was someone living in their house it was a previous homeowner so now the previous homeowner he never left he sold them the house he never moved out Mm -hmm. now he is now the squatter well that's that's a big issue because he signed a contract with them and clearly he defaulted on his end of the deal yeah and so when all this was going on, you know, they were just livid. They couldn't believe that the home previous homeowner never left. Mm-hmm. The house was in horrible condition. The landscaping, he was not keeping up the upkeep with the, the house, the yard, nothing. They then had to reach out to the agent that actually handled the transaction and the agent, you know, he was on Inside Edition as well. He said, look, I've been in real estate for over 18 years, I've never ran into anything like this ever to where the previous homeowner just never left. He was he was in awe with that. Yeah. They also called the police. Police said, look, there ain't nothing that we can do about it. Now, the previous homeowner, he's like, get off my property because now you're trespassing. And the police were like, well, actually, he's right. We are trespassing. Yeah, that's, that's backwards to me because he signed a legally binding contract with the buyers and so there was things that he was supposed to do and handover possession was one of them yeah yeah and here's the thing i mean he gave them the keys but he never left and he changed the locks 
Yeah, that's that's a form of squatting, but because there was a legally bound contract, I think that they would have the right to not only sue him, but he could land himself in prison. Yeah, but here's the thing. If that happened, that could have happened off camera because with that particular segment, it was a two-part segment. Mm -hmm. So the second segment, you know, kind of showed where, yeah, the current homeowners, they then had to go through the eviction process. Right. So they had to go through all that. They had to wait, I think, either 14, 21 days to get um, a court hearing in order to, to get the eviction granted. Once they did that, they went back to the house, but he was gone. The house was destroyed. I mean, it was destroyed to where they estimated that they would probably be out of pocket between fifty to eighty thousand dollars. That's horrible. It is horrible because they used their life savings to purchase the home. And Riverside, California, those houses are not cheap. They're not cheap. <laughs> no, something like that. That would make me want to put hands on somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason squatters have rights is for that very reason so that the the owner or the buyer in this case which they became the owner does not take that approach and try to handle it themselves because it would usually result in, in violence like that and the lawmakers want it to be a situation to where the justice system takes care of it that's why they gave squatters rights that they can attain at some point in time i get that but at the same token you know <laughs> They should have limited rights. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. They don't. They have, it seems like the more research that I did, they have pretty much full-blown rights as if they are actually paying rent like a tenant. And they should not have those type of rights. They should have limited rights. So let's go on to the to the next um, story with Inside Edition. With, you know, COVID happening and, you know, people either lost their homes, people either lost their jobs. You know, people, you know, more and more people are homeless. It's been a struggle during, you know, the whole pandemic. But people are now trying to see, how can I capitalize on this? So you have folks moving over to the Hamptons. There are so many houses that are just open mm -hmm. in the Hamptons. And these are not like abandoned homes. These are, these are like people's either investment homes, their vacation homes, oh, yeah. a second home, a third home, whatever the case may be. But you're talking million dollar homes in the Hamptons. And so now you got these squatters just taking up shop over there. Mm -hmm. You had one story and there was this guy that he was supposed to be renting out one of the, the homes in the Hamptons, but he never paid rent. So now you're, you're technically a squatter. Yes. But the interesting part about that was he was a real estate agent mm -hmm. and he's sitting there posting all these, you know, beautiful million dollar homes that he done sold and he done did this. But now you take you a squatter. You take a possession of this lady's house and you, you never paid rent at all. And her house was immaculate. I mean, she showed a video of how it was decorated, what everything looked like. So when he decided to rent the, the um, house. It was already furnished. Mm -hmm. All he needed to do was bring himself in his clothes. Yeah. But instead, he moved in, moved his two big old dogs in, <laughs> and now the house was destroyed. So when she tried to go to her house to try to get him out, he was like, get off my property. You know, you shouldn't be here. She had the police there. She had inside edition there. He then called his attorney. Attorney pulls up. Attorney said, uh, get off the property. Well, the attorney's you're a slime not, ball, too. Yeah, you're not supposed to be here. 
So I'll tell you, there's a fraud in every industry. There is a fraud in every industry. Yeah, but it's it's horrible that there are people roaming the earth that behave like this. So to make a long story short, you know, she had to go through the eviction process as well. Um, but be- before that segment ended, the attorney said, well, we're trying to work out some type of uh, settlement. And I thought, you're trying to work out some type of settlement? Settlement on, on her behalf? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get the story right. he ain't paying no rent. <laughs> and he was supposed to be paying, I think, like $4,500 oh, a month. Oh, it's not cheap out there. Yeah. That's... Supposed to be paying like $4,500 a month and never pay no rent. So, I, I mean, settlement, no. He needs to get out of the house. And he, the house was destroyed. Well, if he's a, if he was a real estate agent, I'm he sure was. his career is over. over. I'm sure his thing. license is revoked. And it should be because you know they had him on camera. Everybody know what he looks Look like. like, and it's like you, you and how he lives, and, and, and how you live, and what you've done. Yep. So yeah, your your license should be revoked. It should be hard for you to even practice um, real estate in anybody's firm. I agree. Now, we were chatting offline. There was, what's a state that is actually doing it the right way? That's actually Colorado. Okay. So, there was a story um, with Colorado, and that was actually on Channel 5 News in Colorado, where you had a family of four. You had the husband, the the wife, and the two daughters. And so, they actually owned a condo, and... His mom got sick, so he needed to go care for his mom. Mm-hmm. But it, his mom lived in a different state. So he was trying to figure out, okay, what is he going to do? Really, they kind of ha- had outgrown the condo. Yeah. And he really needed to bring someone in to kind of help organize it and kind of maybe move some things out of the, the condo to maybe get it ready for staging to maybe even sell. Yeah. So he hired this one lady to do that. And what does she do? She moves all this stuff out. And moves herself in along with two other guys. So now you got three squatters. So she was a fraud. She was a fraud. So she moved in. It's three squatters living in the condo. And he can't believe it. He's mortified. So the squatters had now taken occupancy for three days continuously. Mm-hmm. And when he went there with the police, police like, there's nothing I can do. Now, it is now a civil matter. Yeah. So a civil matter, you have to go through the process, which is... The eviction process. But he just... He didn't know. I guess he didn't understand. He, I guess he was trying to work with her. Because five months go by. Five months. It got to the point to where he then gets an attorney. And the attorney was like, well, you know the laws have changed here. So let's go ahead and start the eviction process. Because they have the expedite, expedited eviction process. Mm-hmm. Which means... You get a court hearing the next day. That's good. That is good because when you think about it, these other states, if they don't have it already, they need to adopt that. You need to expedite this process instead of letting a homeowner wait 14 to 21 days out before they even get a court hearing. So he got a court hearing the next day. Judge said, granted, get that person out. You see what I'm saying? I mean, something like that, that just makes sense it just for, makes sense for all states to adopt because a squatter can do damage in three days but let alone months and they're house. not gonna here's the thing <laughs> the squatter is not gonna care for that house they can it, it, in that moment it's mm-hmm. all about they just need some housing some temporary shelter yep. until they figure out and scope out the next place because that's exactly what they're doing they're actually they're to me they're like drifters 
they, they, they stay in this house maybe a certain amount of time. Then once that's up, the cover's blown. Okay, now they got to move somewhere else, set up shop there, and the cycle continues. Yeah. There has to be better laws put in place to where these squatters, you're going to give squatters law, I mean, rights. Okay, they need to have limited rights. And I mean, very, very, very limited rights. And even through the pandemic, they knew how to really kind of gain the rent moratorium system as well. They knew that if they set up shop, took over possession of a house mm -hmm. that they were protected during that whole rent moratorium because they clearly said, the government said, no one is going to get evicted. And if you think about it, they kind of fall into that realm as well. But once you start the eviction process, and it depends on what judge you go in front of, the judge said, oh, no, this is a squatter. No, 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 that doesn't apply to them. Right. But you still got to go through the process of taking them to court. But it would have been nice if... Once again, with these lawmakers making these decisions, if you had the right people at the table, because there should have been somebody in the room that should have said, well, hold on now. If we're going to impl implement this law, there has to be exceptions to the rules. Well, what if this happens? Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? And when you don't have folks at the table mm -hmm. bringing up these comments and these questions and these suggestions then you know none of this all this stuff is going to get left behind that's why you have to have people at the table that look different <laughs> that think differently and that's going to bring those ideas because there's going to be things that people are going to forget it doesn't matter how smart you are how educated you are you can't think of everything when you're trying to implement and enforce new policies. Well, I think we saw that with the SBA's EIDL. We've seen yeah. it with the IRS. We've seen it with the credit bureaus. I mean, there's always someone that's trying to game those agencies and game those systems. And they're going to continue to do that until there are better lawmakers in place that actually are going to sit here and think about those well, what ifs? Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that? It's as if no one in the room is thinking about the what ifs. There's always what ifs. Well, yeah, Which are the exceptions to the rules. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And there needs to be more of that. The more of those discussions had. And this right now is a lack thereof. Because I'm just blown away with these squatters. Like I say, I'm glad that it's not that out of control here in Kansas and in the state of Missouri because that's our neighboring state like it is in California in Las Vegas Nevada or Miami of, of Florida well like you said there's back doors there's a lot of back doors there's always the back doors still yeah. available but I mean even in that guy's situation emotionally I'm sure he was frustrated but the best way to get rid of a squatter is to do it the legal way that's the safest way and that's going to get you the best results. You know, if you're dealing with the situation, call the police. Even though they can't evict the squatter right away, they can help you file a police report. And that shows that you've taken the proper action once it's time to go to court. You should also consult an attorney or lawyer. Now, we're not professionals in those fields, but we would recommend that you consult them to know the, the laws in your state. Yeah, but there are just other things that, as a homeowner that we need to be doing. I mean, if you own a home, whether it is your primary resident, a secondary residence, a vacation home, an investment property, whatever the case may be, if you mm -hmm. just own a whole bunch of houses, you, you, you have to start protecting your, your assets. 
And that consists of investing in a security alarm system. Yes. That that is crucial because if someone breaks and enters into the house, that's technically trespassing. Mm-hmm. And that would completely just block a squatter from even thinking about trying to move in. Because if you have a security alarm on the house, then they're not gonna chances are, chances are they're probably not even gonna try to even break into the house. Well, they don't even know the code. They don't even know the code to deactivate the alarm. So I highly recommend that you get a security alarm on the house. Also, install cameras throughout the house. Mm -hmm. That is very important because it doesn't matter. You You can live in another state. You'll still be able to see what's going on at that house. I also recommend that you get maybe motion lights, that you get um, sensor lights, that you also get those timer lights inside the house so that the lights are on a timer to where they come on at different times to where no one's going to know, okay, is I thought someone was not living in that house. You see what I'm saying? Gives the appearance that it's occupied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of things as a homeowner that you could be doing to really kind of, you know, really kind of, like I said, protect your asset. Yeah, I would have to second on that security system. I mean, if you've got property, and you can even do a security system for land, but if you've got property, if you've got a house in another state, it's only what? Simply Safe is what I have. It's $30 a month. You can cancel any time, but it gives you the motion sensors on the doors. It gives you the base station. It gives you the camera access. It'll notify the police if the alarm goes off. It'll notify you if the alarm goes off. You don't have to be in the same state. It's well worth the investment to spend $30 or roughly that per month for peace of mind that you're not dealing with this type of squatting situation. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. Either, either you spend 40 to $50, $50 every month for that security protection or you have to deal with squatters taking over possession of your house and destroying your house. Yeah. <laughs> Just so don't put yourself, hands on them. Yeah, so ask yourself, which one is cheaper? The legal way. <laughs> Definitely the legal way. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to our final episode, episode 12 of Authentic Filters. It's been a wild season one, but we want to thank you for supporting us. Um, We are going to take a break for the summertime. We're going to enjoy ourselves and we can't wait to see you guys with fresh content after Labor Day. So until next time, peace. Peace.